Hi everyone, welcome to Jaded Unjaded, the show where we take out the ordinary parts of life and replace them with the interesting. I'm your co-host Steph. And I'm your other co-host Jules. So, since this is the first episode, Jules, what does yes. jaded mean? What, what does it mean to be jaded? When I think of jaded, I go back to my 90s childhood and like just think of all of the pop songs that use that word jaded because it was just a it was just a thing it was a catchy thing to have like I feel so jaded and like when I looked at these lyrics again when I revisited these uh, songs they all just sort of jaded has a negative meaning you know it feels like you feel like you've just you've lost something you feel like you've just been distraught and like been heartbroken mm -hmm. so you know often I think it's just related to relationship problems and relationship issues and having believing someone that you fell in love with or you're in a relationship with turns out to be the person that breaks your heart that's often another thing that makes you feel jaded i put that in quotation marks so that's the kind of assumption that i i have of that word but i know you are gonna come and correct me hopefully <laughs> no no no, no. i'm not i'm not gonna correct you i'm gonna add on to that actually and just say that i agree with everything you're saying the only two times i've heard someone say like i feel so jaded right now was first of all through songs so like yourself and then also at one point in university someone just said this work is just too much i feel jaded and then that's i think that's when i first thought oh okay i think we should give a definition first <laughs> everyone's just thinking like what are these two talking about so from the cambridge dictionary it means not having interest or losing interest because you have experienced something too many times so being jaded is not just like something you put in the context of a relationship you know you you can talk about being jaded because you talk about your identity so much but people don't seem to understand or you can talk about being jaded because there's inequality in the world and you're so passionate about it but you're not experiencing the positive side of it so the reason why our podcast is called jaded unjaded is because we want to unjade the feeling of being jaded a cleansing getting rid of the negative energy and replacing with the positive ones and um without getting into too much detail i really liked putting the word jade in there just because it's a gemstone that's prominently used in the east south and southeast asian culture so it represents the two of us really well it's a very like it's a good bit of wordplay that we tried to put in there with the name um it took us a while to get here yeah it did oh my gosh the <laughs> amount of like different <laughs> names of podcasts that we came up with but I feel like this one is very lovely because it just has, like you said, we have our own meaning for it, for this particular podcast, but there's so many ways in which people can can see it. Like, you know, obviously I had my own individual way when I, from listening to old pop songs and stuff like that. So it's really great that we have this. And now hopefully after people listen to our podcast, they kind of have their own perspective or maybe their perspective has changed or we've opened it up to them you know for discussion so yeah again as well with jade being such a prominent material or just a color even in our lives as asian people and you know in our culture and i remember seeing all these lovely jade bracelets like my mum had one and my aunts had one and just been wanting to have one but obviously they took it really it's really precious to them and and they were like, just be really careful with it and you'll get it one day. And, and I, I eventually did when I was in my 20s. I just, me and my sisters all got a jade necklace and that just meant a lot to me, you know. As a child, you know, I've always wanted to have something so precious and obviously I always felt, oh my God, if you get given a jade necklace or bracelet or piece of jewellery that was made of jade, you're the chosen one, you know, you're special. <laughs> um, it's unique. It symbolises something. very unique. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably delve into that like later on oh yeah, for yeah. sure yeah there's gonna be a whole topic about that I'm very oh yeah probably 
Well, Jules, I think it's only right for the audience to know who are we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where are you from, Jules? Oh. Where are you really from? <laughs> uh, I hate that question so much, you know? It annoys me that people have to know where we are. I know for certain things, they it has to be undocumented or whatever, but just certain things where I'm just like, it's not relevant to this combo. Um, but yes, so an intros. I, I hate also doing intros because I never know what to say. You kind of regret what you me say. Too. Well. Me like, too. Me too. I'm so glad that you feel the same because whenever... Okay, so recently as well, with lockdown happening, there's a lot more Zoom sessions right. and workshops that you can attend. And then in some of them, they'll say like, you know, just introduce yourself and say three things about yourself. And in my head, I'm like, what if I don't know three things? Exactly. <laughs> we are both, you know, we are both ambitious people. But when you're put on the spot like that, you know, say three things about yourself. It's so difficult. Right. Oh man, I just, I'm like at that point where I'm like, okay, I should really just have it rehearsed now because any interest yes. in But you know, interest can be so different. Like, it's like, oh okay we're not going to introduce you you're not going to introduce yourself in a normal way you're going to say like something like that's happened in your day or how your week's been or what's your favorite milkshake or what's your favorite this and name three things you want to gain out of this and you're like oh fuck <laughs> i didn't come <laughs> i did not come prepared for this but yeah i guess in terms of oh, should i should i start with my intro or do you want to start with your intro i'm happy either way i'm happy either way as well if you want me to go first i'm happy to go first yeah, let you okay. go first. So then I kind of take take notes and be like, okay, she said this. I feel like we, because we are actually talking on Zoom as well. It feels like it's a Zoom discussion. We're like, you know, when the speaker's about to say like, just want everyone to go around the room and introduce themselves and just say what they want to get out of this workshop and three things about themselves. And then you're right. head on like, please don't let me be first. Please, 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 please. I need inspiration from other people. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so in terms of where I am from, my dad is Malaysian Chinese and my mom is Vietnamese, but I was born in Britain here, based in Birmingham. I have just graduated in marketing this summer. My graduation was in April, but sadly it got canceled because of COVID-19. <laughs> and predominantly, I would say right now, I am a content writer. So I have a website that focuses a lot on mental health and current matters, which I hope to expand. Um, but I do other stuff as well. I dance, I sing, and I, love food I have a food blog but I don't limit myself to that I guess I consider myself very ambitious so you know I want to do stuff in the future which I won't get into now but um that's me in a nutshell that's a good nutshell <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so me as everybody already knows at the start of this podcast my name is Jules and where am I from I, this one's a really difficult one I find that actually I'm not alone in this so I'm a British born Chinese individual but my parents are actually from Vietnam and for some reason apparently according to the fractions of the world that makes me an eighth Vietnamese but I don't actually know a little Vietnamese I know Cantonese I speak Cantonese at home with my family I'm very very basic though I'm not very good I should change that but a lot of my relatives uh, including my parents speak Vietnamese and Cantonese and I'm I'm a rapper singer songwriter I also dabble in spoken word and poetry I did creative writing at, at university so there's everything about me is creative and something to do with writing 
<laughs> in in either aspect. That's it, really. It, that's me in a nutshell, really. And also just a sort of trivial fact, and this might be a bit controversial to say, I do believe pineapple does belong in pizza, and I don't <gasps> care what anybody else says. You know what I have to say to that? But, I agree. Oh, thank you. It's oh, so- <laughs> my gosh, that was... That was very, very scary. I was like, Did you think I was going to be like, right, this was episode one. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. There will be no more. (laughs) Cut this off. Cut this off. No, no, I I wholeheartedly agree. It's so good. Like, I don't know why people are so bothered about that. Grilled pineapple. Have Have you had, like, grilled pineapple on a burger before? I think I must have. (laughs) No, it's me. I must have. It's real good. I'm, I, it's I don't really know. good. I might try that. That sounds good. It's really good. I must have had it. I've had heated debates with friends over this, and I'm like, you know what? If you are my true friend, you respect my opinion, but I don't have to respect yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's just really funny because I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I think that's the only controversial thing I could ever say or think of. To be fair. Oh, okay. I actually have one. Have you ever tried? I hope you don't hate me for this. Rice and bread. Rice and bread. Yeah. I don't think I have what like so a slice of bread and a bit of rice. Yeah. So you got a slice. Yeah. You got yeah. You dab it on. You fold it in half. Did you ever watch Wild Child? No, with I've Emma heard Robert? of it. I've I've heard. Of okay. It. So in the in the movie they go. It's it's set in the UK by the way. Um, but it's an American girl that goes to the UK. And basically the guy that she has a crush on. I forgot his name, but I know he's so handsome. That's not the that's not point <laughs> um he gets a slice of bread and then he puts like chips on the bread and then he folds it in half and then they eat it but like i think that's where i got my inspiration from so i put rice on bread i've had i've had i've had chips and bread like that's a chip butty in the uk isn't it um but rice and bread no it, if it's plain rice you should that's, try it. that's a bit weird if there's no there's not a little soy sauce on it hmm <laughs> girl i think this is where we end the podcast now I thought I was controversial oh. with the pineapple. When I say controversial, Thank you for watching the show. I mean food, right? <laughs> Thank you for watching the show. Yeah. It's the end of Unjaded and Jaded. Oh, I have said it wrong. Our title. Jaded, Unjaded. <laughs> That's how much she doesn't care. Like She's like, all right, jade, Unjaded, Jaded over. <laughs> That's much right. All right, all right. I mean. Yeah, we should talk about like food in terms of like food that mm. we eat, but people don't necessarily <laughs> think it's right. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I do actually want some rice now, okay. which is weird. Not bread. Oh, me too. I'm kind of hungry for dinner. <laughs> no, I want... Okay, we should move on. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, I wanted to talk about you when you mentioned that your parents are from Vietnam. Right. Because that's very interesting that you say that you you aren't in touch with your Vietnamese culture. Yeah. Because it does belong to you, even if it's a small fraction. And... I would say that I have, I'm, I'm in a similar situation as you because all my family, my, from my dad's side, has always lived in the East. Right. So I don't know how to speak Cantonese, even though my dad knows how to speak Cantonese. Um, I don't know how to speak Malay. And it's a weird one because obviously it's a part of you, but it's weird because you feel like people will tell you that you're you're not you're you know you don't identify with that mm. simply because you don't know that language or you don't know that culture very well and you haven't interacted with it so i actually have family who's french asian american asian 
some are from New Zealand and so on and it's it's a, it's it's very important to realize that wherever you may come from and wh- wherever your background is it's still part of your culture even if you don't interact with that now mm, yeah I think it's really funny because I think the quickest way of like immersing yourself in a culture is by food I know we just spoke about food but that was about pizza um but like you know or, or rice and bread but like you know for me the closest thing I could ever get apart from hearing the language obviously watching and growing up as a child and listening to my aunties always conversing in Vietnamese but not understanding what they're saying and even like some of my cousins who would have to speak because they they were brought up speaking Vietnamese they weren't brought up speaking Cantonese so they wouldn't understand what what we would be saying so we would only we would converse mainly in English so whenever I hear Vietnamese I wouldn't understand however when it comes to like the food instantly and that that comes from my mum's side just being immersed into the culture through just food but not even thinking about it as like whether it was Chinese or Vietnamese just thinking it was food right so for the longest time I didn't click on to it I really didn't click on Mm -hmm. and for the longest time as well I didn't clock on that my dad was from Vietnam too because he spoke really to me most of the time in Cantonese and still does and it's the same with everybody else only when we see my mom's side of the family who was speaking Vietnamese so it was very for me I just didn't think it was something to question until I started to find out more about like my identity and where my family were from another thing as well that made me think about it was thinking that Vietnamese was actually a special kind of language that I wasn't allowed to know because you know if I was in trouble you know <laughs> my parents would speak about it oh. but or if they needed to speak in private that was their way of like so for the longest time I was like I'm not I can't learn because they're hiding stuff or like they're saying secret adult stuff that I can't know as a child yeah so you know again but that, it still didn't bother me I just was like oh, okay but it is what it is but I can also argue as well for Cantonese I didn't I didn't learn Cantonese like I tried to and I, I think that's part of me regrets not being able to converse as well as I wanted to with my parents yeah. and still on a still on a daily basis I struggle just because trying to get things said try to to communicate especially with my dad more than anything but I'm I, I want to learn for sure to, I want to get more fluent at it and it's been COVID's been a blessing in a way because I've been able to, to, to communicate with my parents on a lot more regular basis and having to put myself in a, a situation where I have to communicate one way or another. I don't feel 100% confident, but I feel better than I did when I was a child not knowing anything about Cantonese. You know? <laughs> no, no, I, I get you, yeah, yeah. And I would say the same for me as well. So even though Vietnamese is the only other language that I know that I'm... Well, I was going to say, like... It's the only other language that I'm not learning right now, but I'm always going to keep learning about it. Right. I feel like Vietnamese is the language that I speak in with my family uh, because my dad learned Vietnamese, so it's easier for us to all converse that way. But like yourself, sometimes when I try to get some like the message across, it's very difficult, and I end up just saying like English words <laughs> whilst I'm speaking um, Vietnamese as well. Um, okay. And then they'll understand, but... Yeah, it's a thing where like I don't want to lose that part of me. And I think the reason why it's so hard for us is just because we speak English on a daily basis. You lose a language when you don't practice it. Mm. And we're not the only ones that go through that. 
so it's very i guess it's comforting to know that it is difficult and it is part of your culture and only until my auntie came here after she married my uncle um because she didn't know a lot of english at that point mm-hmm. i had to speak to her in vietnamese and i had to be a translator for her when she was having her first child um and that's when i realized my vietnamese is, isn't as good as i want it to be right and i just wish i i did more on my part but it, it's also so difficult because like i don't i can't speak vietnamese to everyone otherwise no one else would understand mm. it's it's good to and I'm, i'm just reiterating again it's so good to know that that's a part of you and even though like you may not be as in touch with like a different culture or the the, the main culture you are immersed in is still a part of you because i feel yeah. like sometimes we forget that oh i can't be this person because i don't know how to speak the language or i've never been to that country if that makes sense you're right but um yeah i think we've talked a lot about that do we want to move on to how we met how did we meet that's interesting the, oh Um, we'll a lot of people probably some... be curious about that. <laughs> yeah, probably people think that we've like known each other. Well, we have technically known each other for quite a few years. Mm. I also think people probably thought that we went, we lived in the same area, and like la la la, and and we don't. Mm. <laughs> we never yeah. have. We have only seen each other maybe like five, six times in person, which is really weird to say. <laughs> that is very weird. Yeah, um, but. You know, friendships they grow wherever, and and that's a beautiful thing about like meeting people. Um, mm. We become lifelong friends. For us, we met. Okay, so basically, when we were younger, I'm a couple mm. years older than Steph. I have to clarify that. Yeah, I don't want to be a couple <laughs> years older. I wish I was the same age, but I am. Have to admit the truths. And basically, we both got into K-pop. I think around yeah. the same time, and just liking similar groups as well but i think i think i found your youtube or something i think there was like covers of like there was a cover competition like a, a k-pop cover competition and like before i feel like i'm the only person that knows this because steph doesn't like to talk about this you don't like talking about this <laughs> I, i really do i think steph is really talented in, in across all kinds of creative arts and oh <laughs> it's right there um but yeah uh k-pop for me for the longest time was a big inspiration for me as a musician and as an artist not only because of the asian representation but also just because music is like incredible there's really so many talented individuals and groups in in the k-pop genre and that inspired me to pick up other skills you know learning to record at home making covers of my own of like k-pop songs getting involved in actually learning k-pop songs the original ones and you know recording with groups and, and other like people that like to sing k-pop covers um and also just yeah immersing myself in in that kind of environment and pop culture but there was a competition and i can't remember whether it was uk i think it was uk based and it was like you had to make your own kind of cover of a particular song and i this is not healthy you should never do this if you're a creative right Don't ever go into the hashtag and see who your competition is. Because <laughs> that is not. Nah, it's going to put you off. I've um, done that. Yeah, I've done that quite a few times. I still do it and I shouldn't. I mean, it's fun to see because you'd like to see how people like did their own spin on things and stuff. But it's also can be quite damaging if you're someone that's just like, oh, oh they're so good. Oh, I don't stand a chance. And it puts you off from doing, from entering a competition or, or it makes you regret 
um, and you should never do that. Only go on there if you're just gonna, if you want to check out who your competition is and who whose creative spin people have, have used. But that's it. <laughs> Maximum 10 minutes on that tag. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> and I stumbled across Steph. And this was really strange for me because I was just like, oh, girl can rap and sing. That's weird. I have not found anybody in the UK who was Asian and was doing the same thing, similar things that I was doing. And the more I watched Steph on her YouTube channel, the more I was like, this girl's so confident. In, in my head, I was like, I'm not that confident because I didn't even show my face. For the longest time, I didn't even show, I didn't do videos, I just did audio. And so seeing that, I was like, right, I've got this mixtape coming out, I'm working on it. The first thing I wanted to do was, more than anything, was put out a mixtape. And I was like, I have to find some people to collaborate with. And this was like, I think this is my second mixtape. Yeah, this is my second mixtape. The first mixtape, we will never talk about it. It was terrible. <laughs> I've never shown it to anybody. But yeah, the second mixtape, I was like, I know what I want, know what I want to do, but I definitely want to collaborate with more like Asian creatives. And she, at the time, you was the only person that I found that did similar things, could vibe on a, just knew what they're doing. Like, I thought you were just like, oh my gosh, this girl is just so cool. I have to get her on, on a thing. And I think I reached out to you and I think I think did, yeah you did <laughs> and I think that's that's like that's where it started and we did this fire song which you can still see in my soundcloud it's somewhere on my soundcloud you're very very clever you know where it is uh, we will not give you details go find <laughs> no, it for we, yourself <laughs> we won't give you any details I still it's still one of my favorite songs that we ever did together and I remember then properly speaking on that Skype call that we had and I was just talking to you about like what I wanted in terms of the subject matter and and you was asking me back and forth still like you do now you know asking me should I do it like this way how do I do it this way <laughs> give me any tips and it was just really great it was really lovely our conversation and like within probably a week we just we the collaboration just happened and we recorded it got my one of my good friends shout out to Maika who record who mixed it all for us and yeah, like I said, to this day, it's still one of my favorite songs. I, I don't even, like, for me as well, lyrically, I've changed, definitely for sure, but that's, like, some of the best lyrics I've ever written in my life, you know, and it's just like, wow. So, yeah, and it's one of the... And it's I'm honoured. And it's just collaboration, you know? Everybody talks, bangs on about collaboration, but when you find the right people to work with, collaboration just comes so naturally. And yeah, that's just how we blossomed. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. We just kept in contact after then, like social media and everything. And we got even more close because of this lockdown. So, mm. you know, despite what COVID has brought, <laughs> it it's has, true. It's true. There's some positives out of there, whether people want to believe it or not. You know, about COVID. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I will. I don't have anything to add on to that. I'm actually okay. So this is the first time I've heard you tell me that. You found me through a competition is that correct yes yeah so i didn't know that and i think you did say that you saw my youtube videos but you've never mentioned that like that was where you found me from i i thought you found me through twitter or something and just thought okay this girl can you know sing like i'll just get in contact with her oh my god it feels nah. like a fanfic <laughs> no because i think i think it was a youtube it was a YouTube video, but it was found in a Tumblr tag. I think. I think it was just some. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I definitely. That makes I, me sound like I got Tumblr famous. <laughs> I didn't know how to use hashtags with Twitter, like right. for the longest time. I know hashtags now is like a, is a thing, 
and you know people go on trending tags and whatever but like during that time nobody was using that twitter for that kind of motion mm. you know twitter's definitely changed over the time but like yeah back then all the k-pop community seemed to be on tumblr and just blogging you know through there and and posting through there and that was where i get most of my well where i did get most of my stuff even fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I the didn't, best. I didn't find. Well, none of us were in the fan fiction tags. Well, <clears throat> um, but for this particular story, there was no none of us. I didn't find it through that kind of tag. It was a competition that I saw advertised, and I was thinking of getting involved with it. And I just saw you do it as well, like your entry, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that was it. I just you know what it might have been? Sorry, I interrupted. Road ass checking. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been the there was a contest by the band called Epic High. And the do you remember the song Born Hater? There was yeah. a rapping competition. Was it that one? Yes, it was. Oh wow. I can't believe I still remember that. I still have the lyrics in my cupboard somewhere. Serious. <laughs> but I did also see I remember downloading that instrumental and I never I never did it <laughs> in the end. Maybe one day. Jules. Nah, I just I didn't have any haters. Or I didn't have any hate in my heart back then. Now And I did? What? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I've already I've already, no, I've already dropped like lyrically there. I don't need to drop a born hate. Oh well, maybe. Of course. Okay. The instrumental was fire though for that song. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm very surprised because I I actually didn't know that I'm just reiterating what I said earlier, that you found me through a contest. Right. Um, when you first came to me, I remember you proposing that idea. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's do it. And it was, when you look at that, like the context of that at the time, that was just a stranger going to another stranger and saying like, let's make a mixtape. Let's make a track. And then we were both like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but you, you know, you know when you just know you just know like that's the person you want to work mm. with you know mm. um and i'm really grateful because you didn't think twice about going well have can i since on your previous stuff or whatever you just were like sure <laughs> sure yeah for sure i was just like yeah let's do it and i'm so glad that i didn't think twice because some of the best friendships you will find will be through like the the most unique and weirdest situations ever and yeah, it, it was weird because like I didn't even meet you at that point. We didn't even meet each other until after the mixtape was up, right? Yeah, we didn't even yeah. like we saw each. I don't think we even saw each other on video. No, no, I, I think I only heard you. Yeah, the first time I saw you was when the the first time I met you in person. When was that though? Like I don't remember. Like... That was in my. I remember. <laughs> it was in my first year of university, so it was twenty fifteen, I think. So that so we've been friends for five years. Oh. <gasps> That's oh, that's actually your sweet. face is just no one can see your face, but her face is just like <laughs> you know dash underscore dash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I she I smiled sort of. <laughs> I I smiled. Okay, whatever. I remember. <laughs> no, you did smile. You did smile. You smiled. I I actually. Do you have a first impression of me when we met in person? I thought you was really like really really well i think you flipped between being really shy to being overly chatty and yeah. th there was me that was like oh god am i saying enough um am yeah. i being rude and everything oh yeah now i remember because i remember the picture that we took and we went around like victoria and westminster and that was really cool 
Yeah, and we had some good food. I remember that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I still have the receipt for that. <laughs> Are you serious? I do because because that pizza place. You know when you think this is back to food again. Oh gosh. Anyway, you know when you go to like a, a restaurant, right? And then you have something that tastes absolutely amazing, but you know you're not gonna find it anywhere else. It doesn't right. taste the same. And that's that's how I felt about that buffet we went to. I don't know what it's called. I don't know I don't either. Think it's not. Yeah, it's not an established like uh, restaurant chain. No. So, I kept the receipt because I was like, okay, if I need to go back, then this is where it'll be. But what if it's not there anymore? Because it's been a pretty long time now. It's been like five years. But yeah, I kept Aww. the receipt for that reason because it was just, oh, it was like a memory, you know. So. It'd be sad if it's not there yeah. anymore because then we can't have the, like a reenactment <sighs> of that, you know. That'd be so cute. Oh my god. But we 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 bumped into like a gig together. I remember like years after that when you had like had amazing purple hair and whatever i remember when you thought oh i'm sorry this is going back into date like i remember seeing you on instagram when you had dyed your hair and i was like boo i was like wow <laughs> um okay <laughs> this is not the death i know and you just came out more of your out more of your shell like you know just being yeah. more like just being out there boom with the hair colors and everything and i remember seeing you in a bright i think it was a bright yellow jacket and you come out of the DLR. I was with oh, my yes, partner. Yes. Yeah, and we was going to the same gig, but I had no idea you was going. And I was like, oh my God, it's there. And she's like, hey? And I was just like, you know, it's, it's my friend. Does she recognize you? Does she see you? And I was like, no, probably not. But let me just, let me, let me just slide up and see. You know that creepy like, <laughs> mm, will she recognize me? Will she <laughs> And then I think, yeah, it was just out of nowhere. I walked past you or something because I didn't realize that you had stepped back or whatever and you're just like Jules and I was like hey she recognized I don't think we didn't even plan to meet there did we no uh, we had no idea that either of us were going to be at that same gig and that was it was so cool though just being able to see you again after so long yeah and then yeah and then we saw each other again but that was an eventful time I feel like every time we meet up it's so eventful yeah yeah I definitely agree so yeah yeah I'm just thinking about it now I mean I was just gonna say earlier, my first impression of you is what you described. So, I think you were very shy when I first, you know, said hi to you and stuff. But then we ended up like warming up very quickly. And yeah, like you said, we went around London, and you taught me um, <laughs> how to deal with rush hour in the underground. And you were just like, okay, we're gonna get off, and when we get off, you're gonna have to like push your way through to get out and I was like really I felt like a bumpkin like I felt like <laughs> I felt like like I came out from the village or something because you were like okay you're gonna have to push and like you know like you know get your way out there and you made sense when the doors opened we had to shove everyone not uh, shove everyone but like we had to like you know fight our way and wedge our way to get out because I didn't know that that, that was one of I think that was my first time in London as well mm. like by myself and going on public transport so but you're a pro now. if anything it was a new experience I'm a pro now. I love it. <laughs> I feel like mind you know, the gap. If we got, if we got together, right? If we, if COVID wasn't, yeah. you know, um, and we was able to like record in person or whatever in the same room, I think you would t- tell me how to do things because I hate the tube now. Like I can't stand it. Well, even before lockdown, I was just like, I hate traveling through rush hour. I think it's because so many times I've had to do it, and it just feels like more and more people come, and it just can get so suffocating, and so I hate it. So I try to avoid traveling during rush hour in the morning and in the in the evening. Actually, no, morning is bearable, you know, but in the evening when you just want to go home, it's not, it's horrible. Like, but um, 
yeah, I can imagine you're just like, get in, move out my way. <laughs> I need to get off. <laughs> um, but yeah, strange times. It's weird. But yeah, we haven't met up for the longest time. But that doesn't mean we haven't yeah. stopped talking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you said, COVID's bought us. I think we've just had periods where like we stopped talking to each other but it wasn't like a like a like a falling out no. or any like something something happened um it was just that you know i had my stuff to do you had your stuff to do yeah um and then we end up just meeting up when it's convenient and i think yeah because of covid19 it's just been able to kind of bond much more yeah it's it's really strange it's like i feel like we're reliving our i'm sure this is a topic that we could probably talk about again in another fellow podcast about just friendships you know Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the best friendships I have right now are the people that you check in with from time to time, but you know they're going to be there for you no matter what. So they will drop everything for you and they will talk to you. And you don't even mind if they don't, if they take a while to talk to you because you you can understand that they have their own lives, but you can also understand that like they will eventually get back to you no matter what. And I find as well with COVID, it's done this a lot for me personally it's made me reconnect with people that I haven't spoken with for the longest time, whether that's really close friends or friends that I see now again or hear from now again, even family members, you know? And I feel like that's done a lot for our particular friendship because I've realized that, oh my gosh, we have a lot in common, the way we think, the way we feel, what we're experiencing. And it's just a, it's just a darn shame that we're not in the same like town because, mm. you know, again, less lonely or whatever but you know uh for us yeah. i found out a lot more about you even though we've known each other for like five years I've, I've found a lot more about you during this time and i find that we have a lot of things in common so the way we think the way we feel or see things even even our aspirations and goals kind of come hand in hand and yeah no i just hope i'm not gonna get too sad about it but just hope that we can kind of everybody gets reunited with their loved ones one way or another yeah for sure and we can actually yeah. get this, you know, into a proper studio instead of just with each other over <laughs> the internet. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but yeah, I'm actually going to talk about it now, if that's okay with you. So, um, yeah, sure. One of the things that I wanted to talk about is why we want to make this podcast. Mm. And I just want to explain on my part because I've been wanting to do a podcast for the longest time. It's a project in the making since 2018 but it got held back for many reasons i got busy doing my masters i think i had very overachieving goals for it so in my head i was just thinking it has to we have to rent a studio we have to buy microphones (laughs) we have to you know we have to get a a couch to sit on and get a video camera out to film it so it can be both on youtube and also spotify and any other podcast hosting platform there is but right obviously COVID-19 happened and also we are both on a budget and telling me yeah I guess if anything I think it was the fact that I was kind of overwhelmed with the thought of now I've got to think of how to edit it how to record it you know like what if people don't like it and then it just came down to the point where you and I were talking about it and I was talking to a lot of friends about it as well and they were just saying that it might be bad the first and second episode but you will eventually get better yeah and you should do it anyway and that's such a good mentality to to have and yeah i think it's i think i've always wanted to do a podcast as well because i want to 
learn more and be able to express my opinions and to pass that on and have a conversation with others but also because especially in 2018 I just felt that Asian representation wasn't at its peak and we just had so much work to do to get there I mean we still do we have a lot of work to do to get to the peak but if anything I kind of wanted to be able to be a voice and to allow Mm. others to feel more empowered by putting myself out there if that makes sense yeah I think that's such a good thing I remember when you first mentioned the podcast to me and we were in a similar call like this Mm. zoom didn't exist um and I just went yeah it's really cool like just do it when when you're ready and just yeah just do it when you're ready and like call me when you're ready and like yourself life gets in the like normal to be fair life just gets in the way and things happen and you stop yourself from and I think this happens a lot to creatives where we have a project in mind and we're like we'll do it we'll get to it we'll get to it but then things happen you're like the more things happen the further away you get away from actually doing that particular project but I also think it's okay time will time will tell you when you're ready and if you still hold on to that idea and you're still so incredibly passionate about it and don't forget you have to live your life in order to be able to speak about it in order in order to be able to share your stories and that's what I think we'll be able to unpack in this podcast is our own experiences whether they happened like now or whether they happened before um, and we'll just be able to share our stories and not just between ourselves but hopefully with a few other people that come on for sure. <laughs> saying that into the distance you know i love that any guests that want to come on just let us know <laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah i had a few people in mind but yeah <laughs> um anyway but yes i can't take credit for this idea at all it was all you oh bless you no you helped along the way so uh, so do you, see you how she, do you see how she credited me there she's along the way <laughs> <laughs> you went all the way you a bit <laughs> <laughs> no you did help you did help Um, you did help you did help um and i guess i guess i just needed the like the extra push i guess well jules anyway what are things that you hope to see in the future considering everything that's going on right now i hope to see more workshops or maybe like platforms that discuss well-being of creatives in the industry i know there's quite a few already but i would really like those especially those workshops that are aimed at people who see creative being creative as like maybe a, a side hustle or like a little hobby again it must be tough for them because you're like oh well now how do I express myself because this is usually a way that in which I can kind of relieve stress but now I'm feeling like I can't because everything is either competitive in my workplace or school life or normal you know family life or whatever and now I have you know so that's the kind of things that I would like to see I'm I hope I hope to see more more well-being and more help towards those creatives. Yeah, like yourself. Like anything else? No, I don't know. I was going to say that was it. Okay, cool, cool. I just I didn't want to interrupt because I have a habit of doing that. So tell me to shut up if I do. Anyway, um, so I was just gonna. <laughs> I was about to do it. You. I was about to do it as a joke, but. <laughs> I was just gonna say what I would like to send out into the universe. I guess is just to see more good news amidst everything going on right now you know a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people have lost people and things that they used to have they no longer have right. um, whether that's a job 
or you know freedom to do something in particular and i think it's yeah i just want to see more positivity and kind of things going up from now even if it takes a long time and i i mean i i don't want to say this for every episode but i just want to see more faith in humanity mm. and yeah like yourself you know more people embracing that creative side of themselves because i think a lot of people are worried about getting themselves out there right a lot of people don't feel like they have the confidence and if you're listening to this and you know you 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 have been inspired by something but you haven't specifically done it because of fear or any other reason go out and do it because your contribution could be just so much in this world especially with everything going on right now yeah yeah, that's from me. <laughs> I think to add on to that little point, which I love, I think COVID has limited us in so many ways, but it shouldn't limit our, us from using our voices and sharing our stories. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I share exactly the same man- manifest that you have into the, the same universal dream that you've just shared. Um, we love it. Yes, indeedy. This is really nice. Well, yeah no it's been really nice well if you liked this episode be sure to give us a follow on instagram and twitter and give us a like on facebook for future updates and new episodes come say hi to us and interact with us we love to share stories and listen to them so please feel free to get in contact but for now this has been jaded and jaded the podcast i am steph and i'm jules and we are signing off goodbye bye bye